and welcome to the Bucket List podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Bucket Lister Podcast. I am back today chatting with one of our guides, Gareth Chalker. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Keith. Nice to have you back on again. It was a few weeks ago we did that podcast and we went through Mirror Peak and we said we were going to be coming back um, and having a chat about Island Peak. So, Island Peak, Gareth. You like Island Peak, don't you? Yeah, it's good. I like it a lot. When we first did Island Peak, we did it as just an Island Peak trip, didn't we? The first ever trips we ever did. Yeah. And then we changed it and did Everest Base Camp and Island Peak. And I think the reason why we changed it was because, A, it was kind of good for acclimatisation. Yeah. And also, I think people have Everest Base Camp in their bucket list they want to tick that off and while you're just around the corner exactly while you're well. in, yeah because so realistically you're not going to go and do a Everest base camp trick and then no, like, you're going to you're going to go back and do something bigger and better aren't you yeah so that's kind of really why we put them together and and, and turned it into one trip and actually it doesn't really add on too much it extra adds a day or two yeah which Saving yourself 12 days in the long run, aren't you going back to base camp if you were going to go back to it? So, Yeah, and I think it's kind of quite nice as well in respect of coming back. You're, you're doing something different on the way down, aren't you? Because we trek the normal route to base camp. Yep. Same as everybody else does. Get to base camp and then you make your way back down to Chukung. Yep, then so do you the- go back to Dingbache, up to Chukung. You have like a, a rope training day at Chukung. And then, yeah, you go up to base camp, more ropes, up to the summit. How high is Island Peak? 6,182, 85. So, I mean, it, it's kind of like that next step on, isn't it? Yeah. If, you've done, if you've done Kilimanjaro and you want to kind of do a, a 6,000 metre peak, then Island Peak is one of those that I feel appears on people's lists. It's yeah. kind of like... It's only a couple hundred metres higher than Killy, but I think it gets a whole load more adventure through uh, the longer trip and also that, that little bit of fixed rope at the top. It's just like that next... It's that next step into mountaineering, isn't it? I think... Yeah. you know, a bit of snow on. And we, and we had that conversation about... Um, you know, we did the, the one on Mira Peak, and you know, that's, that's classed as... And as we said in that episode, yeah, you know, that is Nepal's highest trekking peak. Yep. It doesn't, you know, that there are no real additional skills needed for Mira Peak, or those that you do need can be taught very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Would you class Island Peak as a trekking peak? It's permitted as a trekking peak. It's I, I didn't ask that question. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I think it's 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 as simple of a climbing peak as you'd get. I think don't go there getting fooled by the fact that they call it a trekking peak. You're expected. Well, there is 200, 250 metres of fixed line climbing to get onto the summit, 
which is a brilliant way of finishing a mountain. Yes. A little knife edge ridge at the very top and, of the and, big you know, and I know it changes year on year depending on the state, but you know, there's ladders, you know. I've never had ladders on it. Have you not? No. I've gone up the headboard on the ladder. Like really? that was, yeah. No, I've not had ladders on it, but yeah, depending on, depending on the ice conditions, the lines move a bit. Yeah. Um, so it used to go like plumb line straight up to the summit. I think as uh, the ice is deteriorating, unfortunately, as the climate's changing a little bit, they happen to move it further and further along the ridge. So you, you do get quite cool, say, like crib gocky, nearly ridge that you kind of walk up. You go up a big head wall and then walk along this ridge to the summit. Makes you feel like a hero. So yeah, you're taking the last few steps onto the summit. So obviously, you know, in terms of, you know, we're going to every space camp first. Yep. Generally, quite often, you'll be with another team sometimes as well. Like sometimes yeah. we will have an Everest base camp group. So you trek alongside another group. So we're trekking alongside another group. Generally, our island peak groups are smaller than our normal EBC groups in general. I mean, this year was slightly different because we had the, we had the big, catch up of, yeah. of COVID. So we did have a pretty full team going out. Yeah, yeah I'd say they're... They're smaller teams, but but definitely growing as well. It's growing in popularity. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Because again, I think more people pe- interested pe- in it as well. And I think people are like, well, whilst I'm going out there, why don't I? Yeah. For an extra couple of days, why don't I climb a mountain at the same time? Yeah. Exactly. That I'm there. So you follow the normal Everest Base Camp trek. Yep. So you're flying to Lukla. I mean, we had that conversation about Ram Chat the other day on the the Mira Peak one, so we won't we won't repeat that. But if yeah. you if you haven't listened to that episode yet, pop back uh, a few weeks ago and and check out mine and Gareth's chat on Mira Peak because we did explain about what's going on with the the Lukler in um, Ram Chat Kathmandu flights at the minute. Um, and then from there, we're either going to go to so we'll land in Lukler. Start the trek straight Monjo. away, Monjo yeah. or Fatting, depending on what time we're... How late we fly in. How late we, how late we fly in. Yeah. Up to Namche, two days, days there. Yeah. two nights in Namche, um, and then on Tengbushe. to Teng to the monastery. Yeah. Tengbushe to Dingbushe. Yeah, to Rams. To Rams and, and see our good friend Ram in, in Dingbushe. And I think that's it, isn't it? I mean, you know, we use the same tea houses... Yeah, and you know we know the tea houses now. Like we know the areas we're going to, and I do, and and I think as well because we get looked after well. Don't we? we get looked after really well, and I think it's one of those things of having the UK guides on yeah. the trips as well. I think you know we're Facebook friends with them all. Like they'll send us messages. Like they're really looking forward to yeah. to seeing us. Um, I, you know, the woman, the lady that owns the one in Lukla that we stay in, like she, she could not be any more helpful if she tried, could she? She's great, isn't she? If you you need a flight, she's, she's the... I mean, she's in that airport in the morning and she is like, you know, she is working for our group. I mean, you know, we just stay in her tea house, but, you know, she leaves with us in the morning. If we've got to be there at six o'clock... 
She'll be checking in with us. Won't she? She's checking sure in. She's in. making sure that you know we, we've all you know. Same with Ram. Like obviously, this year Ram was. He's businessman now. He's uh he's in charge of base camp at he's Island a, Peak. He's in charge of base camp at Island Peak, which you know we've known Ram for years and years, and you know he's now taking on that extra responsibility, which is again great, great. for yeah, great for our groups. Made sure we got prime spot, prime prime hire kit when we were out there last time. Made sure we had all the best stuff, but made sure we looked after on the main best Sherpas as well. Yeah, good egg. And then, so we have two days in Dingbushay, or two nights in Dingbushay. Two nights in Dingbushay. Um, bit of rope training there normally as well. Yeah. So we go out, go out the back of the tea house. Uh, no one's expected to know all the rope work when they turn up, so it'll all be all be taught on the trip. So and in terms of in terms of kit, then for what we'll need for Island Peak, so you'll have your normal EBC trekking, trekking kit. kit yeah. Same same as if you were going to do an Everest Base Camp trek. And then there's a few additional bits that you're going to need. Yeah, you spend two nights in a tent at IP base camps. You need you need a good warm sleeping bag. You need mountaineering boots. Um, we spoke about them for Mera Peak, but the the Nepal Lasportiva Nepal's are the ones that I wear, and they're they're fine for Island Peak normally. Um, a pair of mountaineering crampons, a little bit of climbing kit. You need a harness and a jammer and a sandal. helmet and a helmet. Yeah. And a few carabiners in some prusset yeah. cord as well, and a figure of eight. Yeah, yeah. For for coming back down. So, I mean, you know, like I say, if you're, and we said this in the mirror people, one, like, if this is stuff you are never going to use again, some of that kit, i.e., the harness, the helmet, you're the, right, hiring the, it out you, there. The, you can hire that out yeah. there, or you know, you can hire that from us as well and take it out with you. Um, but for that sort of stuff and to keep the weight down, yeah. you're actually better off hiring that yeah. out there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know we spoke on Merapeak about hiring boots in Kathmandu, but because we know Ram out on Island Peak, we get all the good kit. He, he holds it back for us. I was video calling him this time, making sure, no, 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 not those boots, like the the good ones. Put yeah. them aside for us. And he, he puts it all aside to so get all the best kit. So... And that's what we want from a trip, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's to have that relationship and to be able to sort everything yeah. before we even get in country. Yeah, that's super important for us to make yeah. sure that we've got everything we need. Fills us with confidence, doesn't it? So. Oh, completely. And 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 also as well, it it fills the the clients and our customers with confidence exactly. as well because yeah. it's everything's all been sorted for them yeah, beforehand. Yeah. So Ding Bache for a couple of days, then we're heading to Lobache. Lobache, Gorkshet, and Base Camp. Base Camp. Those that want to can Kalapata. climb Kalapatar. Um, and then from there, we're going to end up then departing potentially from those that are just doing yeah. Everest Base Camp. So we retrace our steps to Dingbache. That's probably where we'll say bye to a, a regular Base Camp trek. Well, we're, we're, where we get down the bottom of the... Tokla Pass. Then what yeah. one goes right, one goes left, and we carry on back up over the hill and down the other side back yeah. to Dingbushay again, don't we? Where the rest of the group head on down to Ferrishay and through Ferrishay and, and back that way. Yeah. So talk us through then what happens from when you get back to um, Dingbushay, and then let's just look at the the island peak part of the yeah. the trip. So. Um, 
obviously I said the first time we're in Ningbushay on the acclimatisation days on the way up we'll do a day's rope practice and we stay there again on the way back. And when we come back, we'll, we'll do a, a thorough kit check. We get everyone to get their sleeping bags out. And what, and what sort of stuff are you doing in that rope practice training, just in case people wanted to research it beforehand or, or, or try and so teach the, themselves? So the rope system you're using out there is called fixed lining. So the rope is attached to the mountain. It doesn't move. It's, it's like a rope that you might abseil down. And you have a thing called a jammer or an ascender, which you can... You, you put onto the rope, you push it up the rope, and it won't slide back down. It's got these little teeth. I think like like imagine like shark's teeth. You can it'll bite the rope, so you can't slide back down the rope. And every now and then, this rope might be attached to the mountain just to change direction, or just to you know, that one's not long enough to go all the way, so they have to have to put in what they call a rebelay. And you just learn to pass a rebelay, which is really simple. You use a carabiner to attach yourself to this rebelay and replace your jammer onto the new rope above it and then carry on. It's very... So basically, so you're never you're never, never not attached to no, something. No, exactly. You? You're always attached to the mountain at least twice. And uh, it's just showing people how to do that, which is very easy to pick up. And then abseiling-wise? Um, yeah, teaching them how to go down a rope. It's pretty... Um, like simple again straightforward and on summit night if people are nervous about it there's we're really well staffed on Island Peak I think when we went up in the autumn just gone we had 12 clients and I think about 8 staff 8 myself and climbing Sherpas there's about 8 of us which are pretty well pretty good ratio someone It feels like someone always stood next to you, basically. So, from Dingbushay, then, you're then climbing up... or you to Chukung. Trekking Chukung. up to Chukung. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is your last night in a tea house before you get to Island Peak Base Camp the following day. And that'll be a night under canvas, night in, night in a tent. We get the opportunity to do another day's rope training or afternoon's rope training at both Chukung and Island Peak Base Camp. So you've had about three days of it by that point. And it'll be an early night at Island Peak Base Camp for we started about midnight, I think, in the autumn. Summited at about half eight in the morning. So it's a it's a long, long it, summit you, night. You're, talk, you're talking it's like a killy summit, ki- night. Killy summit yeah. night. Yeah. It's pretty similar to a killy summit night, but more fun, less suffering, more smiling. And how would you compare then? Because we didn't really, when we did the Mirror Peak um, podcast a few weeks ago, we didn't really compare the two treks very much, or the two climbs very much. How would you compare the two summits from a from Island Peak and Mirror Peak? Mirror Peak's a long plod. It's great, brilliant views, but it is just a long wander up a glacier which is perfect if you if you don't want to get too involved with any technical skills. It's just walking up a glacier. Uh, Island Peak, it starts very similar, I'd say, to Kilimanjaro. You're kind of fighting your way up, scree, steep scree, until you get to Crampon Point. It's normally about sunrise you get to Crampon Point. From there, you can, you'll be putting your crampons on and you're walking across, across a glacier. But it's a bit more of a dramatic glacier. It's a bit steeper. There's some pretty cool ice formations you kind of walk in and around and then you've got this big ice wall at the top to 
climb to drop onto a really small summit. I was actually, I haven't climbed Island Peak since before the pandemic. And like my, my recollection of it was like, yeah, the summit's fine. You could get like a decent sized group on the summit and it was a lot smaller than I remembered. It's quite, quite good fun all juggling around each other. And this season was quite busy, wasn't it, on, on Island Peak? Yeah. Do, do you think that was because of the pandemic and like it having no traffic for the last two years so there yeah, everyone yeah. was definitely i think um there's definitely a backlog of people that have wanted to be climbing it like we see on our trips people from the pandemic have obviously been postponed to climb this year all the other companies are going through the same as us so yeah it was a bit bit busier than normal but all the teams there work together they're all communicating and they all manage it so you're giving each other enough time and space to not be on each other's toes too much. And then, obviously, you've summited back down. What, back what, down. What's, the, what's the process for, for back down then? So from there, we... Um, yeah, sab sailing back down the ice wall. I think my group did it in about four abseils. And the way we manage that is... Um, basically like a bit of a sandwich there'd be myself or a sherpa go down first there'll be a sherpa at the top attaching the clients to the rope basically sending you down the rope to me you'll be in you'll be in control of your own descent but because there's a competence staff member if you like at the bottom we have we can keep you safe as well we kind of help you with it. it means when you get to the to the stance the the relay on the way down we'll help you get attached and safe at the bottom as well and we kind of like it's like slinky I guess like switching end over end over end flipping over all the way down yeah and obviously then it's the same same trek back yeah down to Luca down. yeah yeah exactly so uh, we normally try and get another night in Namche so you can have a bit of a celebration night in Namche uh, yeah because um because on our Everest base camp trek, we tend to take a slightly det- a different yeah. detour on the way back down, so it's not quite the Go same path. Through Kumjung on the way so, home. So, on, yeah, through Kumjung, have a night in Kumjung, whereas on the Island Peak one, we tend to stop back Go in Namche. straight Nam-Jay. down to Namche. Good night out in the Irish bar. Yeah. Party. Take the, take the porters in the... Yeah, again, take all the boys out. Normally get locked out the tea house. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the only thing. The tea house is shut at ten. Yeah, but yeah. again, because we always use the same tea house. We well, know which room doesn't have a lock on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or or one of our guides has a, a secret way of getting in as well to allow us to yeah. to stay out. But um, which you know you kind of as long as you're respectful and you go back and you're not loud when you get back into oh, the yeah, tea yeah. house. They, they fully expect it, don't they? they yeah, they know it happens. Yeah, exactly, and you know. The, the guy wouldn't have the Irish bar if he if everyone had to be in bed by ten o'clock. With the like, yeah. he, he never shuts at ten o'clock. So people well, apparently are, um, apparently they don't know accommodate people in the Irish bar if it gets too late. Yeah, yeah, he's got was, rooms um, in the he's got rooms in the Irish bar now. So yeah, and it, so we've we've chatted about kit. There's not a great deal extra you need no. in terms of like like you say most of that you can hire while you're out there. What would you say then to people if they're if they're toying with the idea of either Mira Peak 
or Island Peak? What what advice would you give those people? I'd say it depends what their ambitions are, where they want to go. We see like a lot of people will want to go bigger, better in the future. I'd maybe point them towards Island Peak, where it's a little bit more technical, kind of feels a bit more out there on the summit night for going up those big fixed lines. And, you know, like, yeah, people that are going to be going to North Wales and going over Cribgock at the weekends and going up Trivan, like, Island Peak's a trip for them. If they're maybe not so keen on the idea of all the, the technical climbing, the Mera Peak's, Mera Peak's the one to go to. And, oh, and obviously, I, th- I suppose, if you've if you've already done Everest Base Camp before... I suppose I should say that that would be the one to do first, wouldn't it? Yeah, do Mera Peak, then do Island Peak afterwards. Yeah, do yeah. both. Yeah, but if you've already done Everest Base Camp, then yeah. you're, you know, then I would potentially suggest going and doing Mera Peak. Yeah, actually to go and see a different part of yeah the you know the the, the Himalayas really. Yeah, Hinku Valley. Yeah, uh, I mean both of them are amazing treks, aren't they? I mean, yeah, but it, it's it's always a really difficult one, isn't it? Because there are so many other great treks and climbs around the world, and. Yeah. <laughs> You know, how many times do you want to fly into Lukla Airport? That's kind of, uh, I mean, it's a bit different for us who are, who are going there a couple of times a year every year. But, you know, if you've already been there and you've done that, the world is a very big place and there's some very big mountains and other places to go and explore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, South America. Yeah, but even like, you know, Pakistan now, and, you know, if, yeah. you, if you like the Himalayas, there are other parts of the Himalayas to to go and explore yeah. I mean I think you know I think from my perspective if if you've been to EBC and you haven't done Island Peak when you went there in that way then I would probably say Mira Peak would be the one to go and do but if you haven't done Everest Base Camp before well then definitely tag on you, Island you Peak or you, you get stone, aren't you? So, yeah. yeah I think that's you know kind of how I would advise it in terms of, you know, it's always a difficult one though, isn't it? Because, you know, some people love Nepal and they just want to do everything Nepal has to offer. I mean, we, we, we don't run. Some clients go back again. Yeah. Yeah. And which is brilliant. Um, And, you know, we've got clients who have done base camp and, you know, they've gone back and done Annapurna and gone to a, again, a different region and seen, because that's a completely different view in itself as well different views different different people though partly people are like we are in the UK yeah different cultures at different parts of Nepal as well aren't they very Buddhist up in the like Everest region yeah and, uh, like I love Nepal you know it, it, it'd be one of those countries I think where if I ever got the if someone ever said to me you could only ever keep visiting one country again where would you go yeah. Uh, Nepal would be high up on that list of places I would be considering, I think, it, yeah, at that definitely. point. Um, well, Gareth, again, thank you ever so much for coming on and talking no about Island Peak. Um, you know, again, I'll put the I'll put the, the, a link to the Island Peak trek in the, the show notes so you can have a look at it. Um, if you've got any questions or you want to have a chat with me or Gareth and, and go through the trips... And ask, yeah, I'll talk about mountains all day. Yeah, exactly. Gareth, you, you, 
you know, he, he will keep going and going. So if you do want to have a chat with one of us, then, you know, if you just email into the office and then they can, you know, the office will arrange for, for either Gareth or myself to, to give you a call back and we can kind of give you specific advice, I suppose, because everyone's different, aren't they? Everyone wants to get yeah, exactly. something different out of what it. What do you want from the trip? We'll, we'll tell you which one's going to... Yeah, what, really you know, what your experience is already. Um, so you know, there are so many factors for, to take into consideration when you are choosing a, a trip like like this next level of trip. I would say yeah. like it's it's stepping up to that next level, isn't it? And you know, and I suppose the next left level after that, which we'll have to do a podcast on one day, would be like Aconcagua or Amadablam or like you know. So <laughs> yeah. you know, it. It's very, you can see very like next steps in terms of the it's trip. A progression, is a, isn't it? It's a complete you can draw progression. A progression through the trips, which is ideal if you want to go bigger and better. With, there's a pathway. There's a there. pathway in there. Like, you know, you can start, you start off with Mount Tupcow at 4,000 meters, yeah, Killy, Everest Base Camp, like, and it just goes, it just goes on and on from there. But Gareth, again, thanks ever so much for, well, thanks for having me. No problems at all. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you have found this this useful. And I do enjoy these podcasts where we are, yeah, you know, we're bringing the guides in to talk about the trips because I think it, you know, we're, we've done them multiple times, and it just, yeah, you know, we can just go into so much detail. We could probably keep talking keep for keep talking all day about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But we don't want that because you know we don't want to bore people, Gareth. But like, <laughs> anyway. Thank you ever so much. We hope you've, like I say, we hope you've enjoyed it and we'll speak to you next week when we do our next episode. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.